0: This is your commander in chief. Uh, I am issuing a warning. The following podcast contains adult content and intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is
1: advised. Enjoy. Hey, everybody! Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm solo today. Ah, um, oh man, having a rough couple uh, couple days. I, uh, you know, I started. Doing a jiu-jitsu when I can. I've been going to Tenth Planet. Um, Jared, Car- Jared Carston. He's a, a great, um, a great teacher. Uh, Carlston, uh, is, there, is there an L there? Yeah, it's Carlston. An L Carston. So uh, I've been going, and you know, I, 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 I really do enjoy it. I, I think it's a, it's a fun activity. I, I like lose weight, and it's, it's, it's good for the soul. I never went to a jiu-jitsu class where I left going, man, I fucking wish I hadn't gone there. I always leave feeling better. Than I did except for this time uh, because what happened was I don't know I, th- I think if you listen to the show uh, I'll, I'll rehash but about a month ago I, I took a class and I, this kid put me in this thing called the electric chair it's an Eddie Bravo move and it's you know when you're inside control from the top the guy on bottom does this kind of weird sweep where you end up with your leg basically behind his head and you're in some kind of split position and, and it's, it's a way to submit a guy who's on top and you know, I do have a, a pretty good wrestling background. I, I, I sometimes forget that it was 20 years ago when I won the prep school's uh, New England Class A Championships. I mean, it was 1996, literally, was when I won it. I won it 94 years, 92. But 96 was the last year I won it. And I'm 36 now, but I sometimes forget that it was 20 years. It's a long time. Uh, but, you know... Uh, so I still sometimes – I get too high from the top position. I feel like I'm, I'm, I still go for the pin, which is not really <laughs> what you want to do in jiu because I was too high and I got caught in that move. But because of my – maybe it's like false pride or maybe it's uh, ego. I'm like I, I didn't tap when I should have. I should have just known. I thought, okay, I, I can get out of this. I always think I can get out of this. And, uh, and I heard a pop. From the back of my calf. And the kids stopped. The whole class ran over. Are you okay? You okay? And I was okay. I, I walked it off. And then, but then I had three flights that night and just sitting in terrible positions. Um, and then my, my, my leg got swole for a couple days, but it was feeling okay. I, w- I definitely felt like it was slower and, and it hurt when I bent it, but it didn't hurt. You know, I'm from this, I'm from the old school of, uh, of wrestling of just walk it off. You know, I, I, I literally remember that one time my my junior year in the New, in the New England wrestling tournament, I was gonna I I, I was the number four seed actually going to the tournament, but my ankle was really fucked and my. My, uh, the, the guy who did the um, athletic trainer was like, you can't wrestle in the tournament. I was like, no way. I'm wrestling. So he goes, I'm going to bend your ankle, and if you show any sign with your eyes of it hurting, you're not going to wrestle. I'm like, no problem. So he bent my ankle all different ways. It killed. I didn't show him a fucking sign. I was like, I'm wrestling. And I ended up winning that tournament. But that's, how, that's, that's my, my old school mentality. I'm not as tough as I used to be. I'm not claiming to be a tough guy, so please don't get the wrong impression if you're listening to this podcast. But anyway, so I do this class. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, I'm back in boxing class over at, uh, I don't know, Fortune Gym and I was hiking and I still felt a little slow. Even when I was teaching the kids the moves, I felt slow. So fast forward to Saturday, I'm in class and this kid who was going hard, uh, even in drilling, he's going pretty hard, which I happen to like. Because in wrestling, you go hard when you drill. In jiu-jitsu, you go way lighter and softer and more gentle. And I, it's such a weird pacing, but both of them work for me. I guess the older I get, the more lazier I'm getting, which is, <laughs> tends to favor the jujitsu. Uh, but this kid, we were rolling hard, and he got me. I was in, you know, side. Not, I was in half guard again. And doing my stupid pinning position, going for a guillotine, which you're not going to get on a, a blue belt uh, from half guard, it's just, or even anybody. But I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to try to get this. And he hit it with me again. But I tapped this time. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be an idiot. So then we go to the feet, which is like, okay, I'm on my feet. This is where our takedowns this is where I'm actually <laughs> – I could actually do some damage here, even though you have to be careful not to keep leave my neck out to get guillotine and stuff like that. And I, I went for a shot, and my whole neck my – whole, my whole leg gave out. My my leg just shattered. I mean, it, it bent to all the way to the left, crashing to the mat, and I was I was holding it like a like a like I just got shot. I was like ow ow ow, and the whole class came over. They all said they heard a huge pop, and uh, I went to the hospital. You know, I mean, I didn't have to go right to the hospital. I drove home. or well, I, I walked my dog because my dog needed to be walked <laughs> I had to make sure my dog was walked, and and then I, I had two sh- I had two shows that night, so I went to the hospital. The doctor said. You uh, you tore your ACL, but because you're walking on it, maybe you don't need surgery. So I did two shows that night, and actually, uh, this girl that I've been trying to, hook, I've been dating, she came with me, and I ended up sleeping with her that night on her bunk bed. Yeah, she has a bunk bed. Now, she's not like a, she's not like, she's 28 years old. She just happens to have like a, a studio apartment where she cleared out the bottom, so it's like you have to climb up it. Uh, yeah, I know it is kind of weird. I, I get it. You, you're like, but whatever. You would bang this girl on a fucking bunk bed too if you're listening. Okay, so unless you're a girl, in case space, maybe you scissor. Whatever. So, I uh, but I couldn't move my leg when I'm having sex because I was like, I was lying there like a hot chick, you know, like like a really hot chick. Was like, I have to do nothing right now. Uh, <laughs> that's how I was. I was the hot chick. That didn't move his leg, Uh, and um. But anyway, so then I did another show last night, and a show night after that, and I'm here. So I I got my MRI results today, and the doctor told me that uh, if I want to continue doing any kind of jujitsu or wrestling or anything that needs lateral movement or any kind of cunning exercises, I have to go get surgery. Uh, And you know, it's hard because. You know, I am 36. My dad's like, "What are you doing? How long are you gonna do this for? What's what's wrong with?" You? I go, "Dad, a lot of pro athletes, a lot of athletes go there. You're not an athlete. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, you come on, man." And it's hard because literally, I'm wearing a mouth guard. Because I have a fake tooth, which could come flying out at any time. I just spent like six thousand dollars getting my tooth implanted and all that other stuff. And now I have a, 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 a fucked up leg, and I have cauliflower ear that I had surgery on in nineteen. Uh, what was it? Night in the year two thousand. I had reconstructive <laughs> surgery because my ear used to be. It was there was no MMA back then. It, my ear was the size of. It, it was like Dan Henderson's ear. So, I have a lot to lose, and I'm like, man, do I even need to be doing this? What's the point? So, I put on Twitter, you know, what should I, what do you guys feel about surgery? And and uh, it's funny because I got some good responses. A lot of people tell me don't go to Dominic Cruz's doctor. Uh, Ronda Rousey's mom emailed me back, uh, which is, it's always great to have Ronda Rousey's mom. And Mitch Clark. Ronda Rousey's mom said, uh, Mitch Clark said, man, take care of it and don't rush back too soon. Knee injuries are no joke. And then Ronda Rousey's mom said, you're gonna to need to get it fixed regardless. Just do it. She recommended Santa Monica Orthopedic Group, which would be great. But I have Kaiser Permanente, and I have a $2,000 deductible, so it's gonna cost me like $2,300 to fix. Which that's not how much I wanted to spend Saturday for jiu jitsu class. Um, I don't know, Evan. What do you recommend? Get it done. Just get it done. Absolutely, get it done. It's gonna drive you crazy. It's gonna be a problem for the rest of your life if you don't. Right. Okay. There's, there's there's no reason to not get it done. It's not like break the bank. But, I'm but, but fucked I'm, expensive, right. especially since you have health insurance. So, but am I just asking for trouble? Keep training and wrestling and jujitsu. jitsu see, it's hard with 10th Planet because I like 10th Planet. Don't get me wrong. It's extremely effective, as you can see. Um, as far as like submitting guys and stuff, it's hard because I'm coming in from a weird background and like a lot. You know, I, I feel like I'm com- I'm joining an ongoing class. Versus like joining like a jujitsu for, for dummies or just beginning jujitsu or here's how to here's an armbar and here's a guillotine and here's a here's a heel hook and here's that versus like you know okay we're doing um uh, you know here's the the nipple twister from the side control mount uh, to the you know I mean it, uh, nothing what Eddie Bravo teaches is great sometimes I wish I was more flexible I think it caters to the people that are more flexible and I guess that comes with time. Uh, but it's, um, I, you know, I'm enjoying it. It's just, it's just hard. It's, I, it's, uh, I, I, I am enjoying it. Uh, there was like three people in the class that day and they were all like guys who've been going for a long time and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a little bummed, but you know, this is what happens is sports injuries, right? I mean, if you do jujitsu or wrestling or boxing, you're going to get fucking fucked up a little bit. And that's just, uh. The way the cookie crumbles, right? I gotta just harden the fuck up, as uh, Jason Ellis would say. So, uh, but yeah, so that was my uh, that was my week. I've been home icing my knee, and then I'm like, oh fuck, now I gotta start eating healthier because I know like the one thing about good about working out is that you can eat like shit, and and it doesn't necessarily like it, it it stacks up on you. But you know, to me, it's like. Working out and eating healthy is like having a girlfriend and wearing a condom. Like, what's the fucking point? Like, I do one – one's the benefit of not doing the other. Like, I'm not going to wear a condom with my girlfriend. I know that, you know, obviously you pull out and birth control and use pills and this and that. But if I'm going to spend the time going to the gym, I'm going to have – you know java chip ice cream and lasagna because i know i'm gonna work it out i mean give me a break but now i now that i can't work out i'm gonna have to start juicing or i don't know eating going to organic foods or eating gluten-free or some other nonsense anyway listen we got rashad evans coming on the show enough about me uh we're calling him right now i got all kinds of questions for rashad evans thank you for listening sorry that i just been venting about my uh no, I'm not sorry. It's my fucking podcast. What am I apologizing to you guys for? Anyway, we're going to call Rashad Evans right now. I hope he picks up. Come on, Rashad. Hello? Hey, Rashad Evans. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Good. Hey, it's Adam Hunter at the M.A. Roasted Podcast. Good talking to you. Good hearing your voice.
0: Man, hey, I'm glad I'm on this week, man. Last week was a little bit of complications making you look bad. See, that, you thought I was still standing up the show.
1: That was not my fault. That was Evan the, that was Evan the beard. Just so you know, Evan the beard. Uh, didn't know how to uh, put an, a, a plug into the wall. But... Uh, so, <laughs> So That's how, all
0: good, man. That's all good.
1: So you got your big fight coming up against Glover Teixeira, February 22nd in Brazil. Tell me, man, are, are you nervous? Are you excited? How? What's what's going through your head right now?
0: Man, I'm, I'm a little bit of everything. You know, mixed emotions. Uh, you know, Glover's definitely, um, you know, one of the toughest guys in the weight class. That goes without saying, to be honest. And, um, you know, I mean, being off for a year and uh, just getting back into the grind and training hard again and just stepping into the octagon again. You know, I've been in the UFC uh, about nine years now and being in the cage uh, is never something you get used to. It's, it's always that, like if you don't have that feeling of that anxiety, that, that you know, that, that little bit of fear and everything else that, that, that whole anticipation, then uh, then you should be in the cage and I definitely will have that.
1: Now, no, now, now, is it is, is it hard to get up for him because you're ranked higher versus a guy like John Jones, who's a champion, or someone like that's ranked higher than you?
0: Um,
1: honestly speaking,
0: I don't, I don't know. rankings don't really mean nothing, man. To be honest, yeah. I mean, rankings rank, rankings are um, you know, something for the public to look at and you know whatever else they're used for, but for for the most part. You know, I, I don't think that he's going to be thinking. Oh man, he's ranked higher than me. You know, he's going to be tough. He's going to be tougher than me. You know, I mean, that mean nothing. You know, you go out there and you you fight hard, and, and uh, anybody can get beaten no matter what their rank is.
1: Yeah, no, I I hear you. And are you watching the Phil Davis fight with him, and then kind of is that and the John Jones fight as far as an outline to beat him? Um,
0: you know, I w- I watched a couple of those fights. You know, I learned a lot from even the Beta fight, the fight that he won. Uh, you know, Bader, Bader got off on a good uh good punch on on good combination. But you know, Glover's tough though man. You know, he's hard to just be like, okay, well, you know, that's the way to beat him. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's styles match up different and you know, I just gotta see what, what's gonna happen February so twenty second. But I'm I'm one hundred percent confident in my ability to uh to go out there and to uh deal with his, his pressure, his size and, and um you know his punching power, all of that. You know, I got the perfect training partner. And Thiago Silva uh, to help me, you know, deal with style.
1: Now I heard Thiago Silva gets uh, the most chicks out of uh, anyone in the Black Zillions. Is that true?
0: <laughs> Does he get the most chicks? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I not even. I can I can I don't even know. To be honest, man, I don't, I don't even know, man. You don't know who gets I, the I most ch-
1: out, of, out of all the Black never, Zillions. Who gets the most chicks? Out of all the Black Zillions? Yeah. Oh, man, I can't, you know what, I don't even know, man,
0: I can't, I don't want to put nobody out there like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I could I probably, uh, able to hear it, probably get the most shit.
1: I, that makes sense. Now, it's, now, the Black Zillions. I eyes, mean.
0: It's, it's the eyes, that like, girl's like, the eyes like, oh my
1: God, look at his eyes. And right. it's over after that, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally hear you. Now, now, speaking of the Black Zillians, I know Anthony Johnson just got reinstated, were you nervous about that, him, as far as, like, he might not be able to fight again?
0: Um, uh, you know, I, I knew once once the truth shook out, then everything would be cool. But it's just, uh, just a matter of having it, having it, uh, you know, all come to light. You know, uh, it, it's in the world we live in today. You got to be super careful about every single thing, every interaction, and you never know. Um, you know. How things are gonna be uh, interpreted once it's heard from one side. I mean, right. you know, if, if you look at the, even Bill Cosby's situation, before he even had a day of court, everybody's out. They're like, he's guilty, he's guilty, and yeah, but he's there was off, yeah, you know, but a bunch of
1: but I mean, I, know, bl- I yeah, but I believe Bill for the first sixteen girls, but then when they got to forty-seven, I was like, come on, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, this is this is hello, hello, Rashad. Yeah, I hear you. What you say again? I had to yell at my son real quick, Oh, I said I, <laughs> I said I understood. I actually believed, Bill, for the first, like, two or three girls. But then when it got to 67, I'm like, you know, I mean. Well,
0: see, I still believe him. Let me tell you why I believe him. Come on. Because if no, 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 listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you why. If if they thinking, like, oh, well, if four girls came out, then the other girls had any kind of interaction, is thinking what? Oh, he's going to start paying up because he wants people to get out. So you want people to start, um, you know, be quiet about the thing. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's trying to make that money, man. They're trying to make that quick buck.
1: These girls are 70 years they're, old. They're coming out of the club. These aren't like world star hip hop dancers. These are girls, 90 year old women from Boca Raton. They're coming out of the club. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, if if they're that
0: old now, if they're that old now, then, you know what I'm saying, they're just trying to get paid, man. I think they're just trying to get paid. And and, and whether whether they are trying to get paid or not, the truth of the matter is, he should have his day in court before everybody accuses him in, in the court of public
1: opinion. You're absolutely right. You're, a, you're right. absolutely right. Uh, you're you're right about that. But I, the women are not getting paid. These girls are what for to pay for the funeral costs? I, I mean, these these are some old no, ladies. no, no. Man. They're old.
0: They're old. But did you? Did, I, I I heard the, the first lady talk about her situation, and I'm just like, come on, that's ridiculous. She said that first. The first situation happened like. Um, he gave her the drug, and then she took it, and then she felt funny. And then and then, and then uh, after that, something happened. And then after that, she said she continued to have a relationship with him, so she continued to call him and continued to have a relationship with him. Now, if you felt something bad happen, why would you keep on calling
1: them? Listen, but, uh, yeah, but you can't fault the victims here. I mean, there's people that like get beat up by their, by their, you know, by their husbands, and then they keep going back, and you can't say, well, it's their fault. If you're a victim of uh, of rape, but you're a victim of rape, you, uh, the one thing doesn't do with the other. And uh, these women have the exact wait, same story.
0: Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. 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 I hear what you're saying on that fault, like if, if, if you know, uh, you know, sometimes with uh. When things happen like that, yeah, you can't fault the victim, but the situation where you feel like something happened and then you keep putting yourself in the same situation, then that goes beyond, okay, at some point it becomes your fault. It, if I keep going to somebody's house who keeps on, on, on attacking me and I know every single time it happened the first time and it happened the second time, then, well, you know what, and I'm going to stop going to his house.
1: You're, at you're, some point it becomes my fault. You're, you're, you're at, Well, at some point it becomes both their faults. You know, uh,
0: no, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course it, obviously, becomes if I'm the one who's abusing, then obviously it's my fault. Off the jump, but at some point, if you're allowing me to abuse you, then at some point you got to take your accountability for the whole you're right, thing. You're
1: right. You're no, right. You're right. Of course. Of course. But that. But that's one girl. What about the other 727 women? That, that you know what? Women? I don't. I don't know all the
0: other cases. All I'm saying is that no matter what the situation is, and and I don't know every single case in detail. And I'm not saying that. Um, you know one hundred percent he did not do it or whatever I would say here's here's something that needs to have be happened. one, it needs to be a court it needs to be a trial it needs, he needs to have his day in court before he's uh, um found guilty in right. public opinion and 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 two and and two um you have to understand the fact that there's a huge financial side for everybody that's involved trying trying to get paid i mean come on you don't you don't wait. You don't you don't wait this this long for something to come out and be like, well, he was so powerful. Now Bill Clinton, the most powerful man in the world, got his situation blown up. Now come on, who's Bill Cosby?
1: But a lot of those women probably might have, they might have said something, but no one was believing them until all of a sudden it became this public thing, and then they were coming out and saying, see, I told you. But no one was listening before, because a lot of those women.
0: I, 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 think- so do you, I think I don't know. I think a lot of people just want to believe that something bad about about people i, don't I, know. I agree I no there that, is a, there is there,
1: like, there is a huh? there is a way there you're you're absolutely right people do love jumping on bandwagons they love saying this person's guilty before before proven that people are yeah, they, that's you, not right. you're absolutely right i mean you're absolutely right and 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 it's and it's not fair because some, once your name gets thrown in the mud it's not like all of a sudden everyone goes oh well, i just forgot about it they just move on to the next person to make fun of you know so that's, and
0: that's and that's a, and that's a sick part about our society is that yeah we will build somebody up love to build them up but there's nothing better than building somebody up than just breaking them down and watching them fall that's to build that person up and that's a sad sick part about our society and about you know what we call entertainment.
1: I I, I completely agree, Rashad. I, we we are we are in cahoots, man. Now speaking of Brazil, <laughs> now are you gonna now listen? Are you worried about having to get a finish because it's in Brazil?
0: Um, you know, I know when you're in Brazil, the fights happen fast. They go out and fight at a really high pace and they're they all juiced up because they're out there. Um, you know, and, and they got the fans cheering them on. So I know it's going to be a fast fight. I know it's going to be, um, you know, even come out and hard. So I'll, I'm ready for it, man. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. I think that I'm not, I'm not looking for the finish. I'm not looking to go out there and, and try to fight, you know what I'm saying? Like crazy at a crazy pace. I'm just going to go out there and let it do what it do.
1: Now, are you gonna afterwards bang all the Brazilian chicks? Because I know that they love, they they, they love muscular black guys that are stars that like are UFC stars. I might,
0: I might have, I might have some health issues if I go out there and bang all the Brazilian, all the Brazilian girls out there.
1: Not all of them, but are you are you at least gonna bang five? I mean, come on, let's let's be honest here. <laughs>
0: maybe five, maybe five. Really? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to do that, man. I'm I'm a good boy, man. I'm probably a good boy, too.
1: That's bullshit. You're, you're, good, you're not I'm married anymore. Good <laughs> you're not married. Look, you're, you're, you're shot, Evans, man. You, hey, you walk hey. around. I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a good boy,
0: man. I don't get down like that. Come, come on. on. You, Are you kidding me?
1: The girls aren't going to twerk on, on your face. And, I don't
0: get down like that. I'm a good guy.
1: There's going to be no, <laughs> no chicks twerking on your face? In Brazil? <laughs> what do <are> you think? <laughs> are they going to twerk on your face? Is that, is that possible? Is are they going to that...
0: twerk on my face? Yeah. I might watch. I might I might go to one. Let's see, what, let's see what they're talking about at one of the clubs. They were kind of twerking and really doing, see if they can hang up. Hang up to uh, you know K O D or something like that. King of Diamonds in Miami though. What see. Uh,
1: nice. <laughs> oh man, can I can I can I work your corner? Because I'll come. And just... <laughs> yeah, you can work my you can work my corner, but you actually got to do some work though. You know. Oh uh, no problem. You gotta go out there and do some work. I'll just say punch him. Just punch him. Uh, now I, <laughs> now, by the way, I was looking at some of your uh, I was I was going through your some of your old fights, man. Uh, you know, I couldn't believe it. I was looking at your college wrestling. You beat a guy. You beat a guy, Greg Jones, and people don't know this, right? This guy, Greg Jones, was a three-time national champion. His record was 126 wins and four losses. Now, one of those losses was to you. He would have won the nationals four times in a row if you hadn't beat him in college. Now, how did that change your life, beating that guy? You know,
0: it um, it was a big confidence booster for me, and it was just something for me... Uh, to kind of, it kind of fueled my whole MMA thing, to be honest, because at that point and after that tournament, I was like, man, you know what? I, I didn't give everything I had to give to the whole, uh, you know, competing. And I wanted to find something that I competed in again to see what will happen if I really, really just allow myself to just be free and just go at it and just do what I want to do. Because what, what's happened to me in college is that when I got to college, I had a lot of things going on. I had, a, um... I had a baby girl who was two years old, and I was away from her. She lived in Niagara Falls, Canada. And, um, you know, I, I was struggling with that whole thing, you know, being a father and not being able to see my kid and stuff like that. And it was it was hard for me because I grew up without a father. So I was like, I didn't want that for my kid. So um, I was mentally struggling with that, mentally struggling with just, just you know, my role. And, and I really never got into to my groove in school. And I was trying to wrestle a certain way. And I wasn't wrestling my style. I wasn't bringing that funk. Like normally when I used to wrestle, I used to go out there and just like throw some sauce on and shake my shoulders, you know, shake my butt. And, but that was just me. I was just that kind of that kind of competitor. I always had to have some kind of sauce with me when I competed. And um, <clears throat> when I got to college, I kind of lost a little bit of that when I went to Michigan State. But uh, that match, but that match, I went, I went and just, uh, I went and just did it. I went and just let it all hang out. I went and just, you know what, just enjoy myself and let it go and then when i got started competing fighting i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it if you watch some of my old fight gladiator challenge i used to go out there and just straight clown like like a fool you know what i'm saying because for me wasn't it wasn't even serious for me it was just like something you know something fun to do and i'll go out there and clown move all kind of way tweak my nipples you know what i'm saying but it was just it was just all fun to me
1: yeah now, I mean, was that like? I mean, because I know sometimes, like, uh, when when like you have that amazing set, when you have that thing, when when you when 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 you beat a guy that's a three-time national champion, is a part of you going, man, what the fuck am I? Why? What what am I doing? Am I just fucking around right now? Like, why? Why am? Why am I not at this level all the time? Does, does, does
0: that go? Yeah, your head? man, that was that was a big thing for me. I was like, damn, man, I kind of I stole myself short, and I and I wasn't on and I wasn't on top of my uh my game like I should be consistently because I'm like, dude. I have what it takes. It's just the fact that I didn't, I didn't bring it up for whatever reason. I just didn't bring it out. And I'm like, I got to start bringing this all the time. This is what I'm capable of doing. I got to keep this being my standard. And, um, and that's why I'm so glad about the whole MMA thing. Like I was saying, like, it just gave me another, another chance to just go out there and, 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 and compete and really be myself. Sometimes I even have fights where I'm just like, dude, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, that's not even, that's not even you, you know? And, um, I'm in my bathroom fighting, and I'm out there clowning. And I'm having fun, and the fans are booing. And that's when I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is this is what I like to do." You know what I'm saying? This is this is what I like. I like that kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you're I mean, obviously, one of the best in the world. At one point, you were the champion. I mean, you won the Ultimate Fighter at heavyweight, and now and then you won the UFC championship at 205. And now, word is that you might go to 185.
0: You know, uh, it's something I think about all the time. It's something I think about going to one eighty five and just challenging myself in different areas, man. You know, um, I don't know. You know, two hundred five is—I uh, love this being my home for a long time—and uh, one eighty five. It seems like there'd be some great matchups for me there. But you know, Adam, I don't want to—I don't want to, you know, put you know the car before the horse. I'm just gonna just uh, you know see what matchup makes sense for me and keep fighting too. Uh, you know, if it, it's, it's an opportunity comes to me at 185 and it's better than me at two or five, and I drop on to 185. Right. But here's the thing. I've never been down that low. I haven't been that low since college, man. I, I'm short and, and I don't, and I don't look that big, but I'm kind of heavy, man. My bones are heavy or something. I don't know what it is my legs or whatever, because it's not. I mean, I mean the, according to, me to a bunch to of like chicks that I know that before. like have
1: been with you, they say it's, it's like a huge slung. Just so you know. I know a lot of girls that have been with you, and they— no, I'm totally kidding. I'm just, just kidding. That was, that was the gayest thing I ever said. Uh, now
0: um, hey. <laughs> I can't brag on myself on that. I can't brag
1: on myself on that. You know, I'm not the kind of guy, I'm not the kind of guy who say that kind of thing. You know, whatever. <laughs> I got you. Totally, totally got you. Now, now would you fight Overeem at heavyweight? Would I fight Overeem at heavyweight? Yeah.
0: I mean, if I would have to get a lot bigger, but, I mean— I, if I got big enough, yeah, I'll fight him. Because because
1: Ant- we we had Anthony Johnson on. He said he would he would love to fight him at heavyweight. So I was just
0: wondering. I mean listen, listen. I, I Alistair may have fumped a couple fights and stuff like that, but he's definitely not an easy win on anybody's you know, stand up. But yeah. Just a fighter, just a fighter of me, yeah, I would fight him. If if it came down, yeah, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll have to heavyweight and fight him. But would I choose to do it? No, I wouldn't choose to do it. But if it came down to it, it was like, hey you know, you can do it, you know what I'm saying, make some good scratch, do it to entertain fans, and yeah, I put on somebody to fight them.
1: So there's pretty much no one that you wouldn't fight? No, unless, I mean, I like to fight. You know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> I like to fight. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, so when you talk about the Greg Jones situation, so now Greg Jones, the guy I beat in college, is my wrestling coach. No way. Yeah, he's my wrestling coach. He's, he's a uh, Black veins wrestling coach now.
1: Now, now what happened with Kenny Monday, by the way? There's all kinds of rumors that Kenny Monday, did he leave on bad terms, good terms? What happened?
0: Um, you know, it's, uh, I can't. It just was, it it was, it was on, um... (laughs) It
1: was on interesting terms, is that what you're saying?
0: uh, It was on interesting terms, it was on interesting terms, but, you know, we part of ways, and, you know, he's working with uh, team takedowns, uh...
1: Yeah, I don't want
0: to. I don't want to say. Nothing, I don't want to say nothing bad, man. I don't want to say nothing bad about Kenny because I, you know, I like. I like Kenny Money. Kenny was a, uh, Kenny was a good coach. He's a, a legend. A he's a,
1: he's a legend in the sport, you know. But some, I, and, yeah. I, and I thought he was doing great jo- work with you guys. But I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, Greg Jones is is. An, I mean, you, you, wrestling probably isn't the weakness at the Black Zillions. I think maybe you know. No,
0: you know, you know what it is like. A lot of people look at MMA wrestling and they're like, oh, if I'm a good, you know, uh, you know, good Olympic wrestler or a good college wrestler, then I'd be a good MMA wrestler. Not true at all. Wrestling and MMA comes down to basically transitions. How you transition from your punches to your takedowns and how you can deceive me that you're either going to do punch or you're going to take me down. If you can keep me uh, guessing and not knowing which one you're going to go, you're probably going to be a good wrestler.
1: Yeah, right. You know what I'm
0: saying, a, a, a good MMA wrestler. Yeah, look at Jake. And, and that's look the at, biggest difference, and people really don't, people really don't, you know, people really don't see.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, look at look I at see, look, look at Jake Rockhold. I mean, look, three-time national champion. You know, right. he he uh, he he never really he never really he was a he made the UFC. Obviously, he's a great fighter, but he wasn't one of the elite fighters. You know, and a no, guy yeah, yeah. A, a guy like you who was 48 wins and 34 losses in college uh, was the UFC champion you know so it's yeah exactly exactly and
0: that's i mean like, like for instance you see dc in, in uh jones all day you he hasn't wrestling on paper but jones has very very high level mma wrestling and it's going to be interesting to see you know uh how that actually balances out in the fight
1: so, you know, who, so who wins it, that fight it... who, who wins this fight huh? talk to me who wins this fight this weekend
0: I can't, I can't call it. I really can't call a book to fight down many different ways. And it's not a concise answer to me. It really is. You know what it really comes down to more than anything. What? It's about, uh, DC's taste being able to, uh, be in Jones face and, um, and being able to give him the threat, like he's going to take him down. He doesn't have to land every single takedown. But he has to keep threatening enough to make Jones have to expend energy and fight outside of his normal striking, uh, wrestling kind of pace that he does. You know, Jones, Jones is, is, is a king at going, you know, meeting the bull right in the horns and going straight for it, right in the mouth. And he'd try to go head to head with DC with his wrestling. You know, I won't be surprised if he tries to go head to head with DC with his wrestling and really try to take his confidence early, just trying to take him down or trying to show him that he's physically strong enough to be able to get out of any of his takedowns and be able to take him down himself. You know, so I guess, you know, and also, you know, if if DC gets caught in Jones' trick bag, you know, and by that I mean, you know, get caught uh, watching Jones, get caught, you know, um, not having enough footwork. To escape, uh, you know, Jones's Jones's techniques and getting caught with his switching stances and his spinning elbows and everything else like that, then it's going to be a long night for DC or a short one. So, it's, you know, it's gonna, um, it definitely depends on DC's pace in this fight.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because I was watching The the Bad Blood yesterday with my dad. You know, my dad is not an MMA fan whatsoever. He, you know, Everybody, he's like, anytime I watch a fight, he goes, you know, Joe Lewis would have kicked these guys' asses. You know, that's what my dad says. Or, you know, These guys, you know. know Joe Lewis' ass. He's like, <laughs> he's like, Max smelling would have taken these guys in one fight. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that's what my dad says. But we're watching the thing and he's like, this guy's Jones is, uh, is you know, a foot, two feet taller than him and the other guy is 36 years old. How's he going to beat him? And, uh, is that is, i mean is that a legitimate factor in this
0: i don't i don't think age has too much to do with it it is more as um you know usually height in mma really didn't matter for the longest time and the fact that a lot of guys didn't know how to fight, fight effectively uh tall but jones is one of the first athletes in, in mma who really really uh showed what it what having a long reach could do you know so he he uses his length perfectly like there's no there's not a fight there Uh oh, maybe Gustafson is another fighter but I think he learned it from Jones learned how to fight long like that so what I mean by that if you watch Jones when he strikes when he strikes and then even when the guys strike him he always you know he always has does like a little half moon circle but he does it like he's he poses for the Heisman and he keeps that right hand up so it really makes it hard to get inside without meeting his arms first and, and mount a serious attack and even um you know even with his feet, having those long feet it is really good because he throws that, that that kick to the leg, and it kind of messes up your balance. It kind of, he it, it, he times it so well right when you step is right when you're, you're probably your most vulnerable. You know, it's just it's a new step. And as soon as you take your foot down, he checks you in the knee with it. And it really throws off your rhythm. Now, fighting is rhythm. If you don't have that rhythm, then it's really hard to mount an offense. And you see him take out guys really early in a fight just by doing that leg check, that, that, that leg check using his feet. And that has to do with him using his long range.
1: I mean, does he now? Now Rampage says that that that's that's a kind of a cheap shot that he does. That like front kick to to like your thigh, basically, and then like. It's, it's, it's to the knee. It is a cheap shot. It's a cheap shot. I mean, it's not illegal, but it's you know, I, I, it's not like
0: you know you can really hurt somebody doing that.
1: And then as far as uh, now, did when, when like you fought him, did did he poke your eyes? Uh no he didn't poke my eyes he didn't he I caught an
0: elbow now I think that was kind of cheap though no <laughs> no I
1: heard now I but I heard from a bunch of guys that train with you guys that in practice you used to rough him up in practice is that true
0: yeah I, I did you know when when he, was, when he was first new and stuff like that and you know, I I used to get it to him a little bit in practice but you know uh we, we used to go back and forth too like we we would uh we would battle you know he was actually one of my my best training partners we had the best training sessions and with. We Spend you know time hour after practice just by going you know going to like fantasy moves and just trying different stuff and it, it was really it was really really cool for like learning you know we we I I still got a move I'm gonna pull out that me and him was working on
1: yeah i <laughs> I mean it's one of those things I want Cormier to win I'm friends with Cormier John Jones blocked me on Twitter uh, for making jokes <laughs> after he got a DUI I said that people are jumping off the bandwagon because he's driving it and he uh <laughs> that's
0: he, kind of funny that you gotta laugh <laughs> yeah
1: I mean come on he got a DUI and, and I'm not allowed to make jokes about it I, I mean you know I that's said funny, he has, he has, he has, a, he has a, a running shoe out because he's not allowed to drive a car you know just stuff like that but mm-hmm. um, you know I when, when I when I met Jones he was a super nice guy I did, I, I met him three years ago before he kind of became John Jones you know he was I mean I met him like right after the Bonner fight I think his I think his, his head got a lot bigger but whose head wouldn't get bigger in, in that situation yeah you know, but it's just a matter yeah. of you know maturity. I think isn't exactly his like strongest suit. No, you know, I think um,
0: I, I, I had a chance to talk with him. I think it was uh, before his fight with Glover in Baltimore when I was out there with AJ, and we got talking. It seemed like he, you know, it kind of started to come full circle for him. Like he started to kind of like see things differently. Like I can see the maturity in him when we talked, and it's like, oh, he sees things differently now. You know what I'm saying? So i seem like that he's grown up in that respect. I don't really know him right now, but from, from what i talked to him, it seems like he's grown up a lot just from being in being the position that he has been and having an experience that he has been, uh, you know, being, being a champion and stuff like that. So he, he's, grown, he's grown up a bit, but, you know, he, he has that, that, that kind of uh, thing about you you, you just don't – like a lot of people just don't like. You know what I'm saying? And I think he should embrace it. I think he's the best – in this uh in this role like I, i'm thoroughly entertained watching you know the the countdown show and i'm, and I'm fully drawn into this whole thing because i i kind of like i kind of like both characters yeah. you know what i'm saying like i find myself kind of liking jones too like, I'm like oh my god he's not you know he, he he's uh he, he's got a he's got a cockiness to him but it, it's uh it's a cool kind of cockiness, and he's a bad guy, but he's also kind of a good guy too. You know what I'm saying? And you see it's- DC. You know DC's got that thing about him. DC's funny, and DC's a good guy too. So it kind of it kind of it brings you to a different place. You know, just from uh, you know watching this. Watching the whole build-up
1: to this fight, it sort of reminds me of the Ali-Frazier build-up back in a day, where you know Ali was this like cocky, arrogant guy, and Frazier was like the working man's fighter. Although to compare Ali to Jones would be really uh, not true. I mean, Ali was also this like guy who stood up against the war and was all for the people and this and that. And Fra- you know, right. you know, so, so, but it, but it, ha- it does have that thing of like. Cormier becomes almost like the everyman guy that you can relate to, that like is just a good guy. Whereas Jones, this is this like kind of cocky guy with the sunglasses and the beard, and I'm better than you, and I'm the best athlete in the world, and fuck you. You know, it has it has that thing to it. But who knows? I I, I can't wait for the fight. I cannot wait for the fight. It's, it's
0: gonna be exciting, man. You know, I I can't call a man. But you know, DC's a longtime friend of mine. We've been we've been boys since. Uh, since, college, since college and even before he started fighting, and you know, I was, uh, you know, giving advice on which team he should go to and stuff like that. But I think that, um, I think uh, in shape, DC, a DC that can push on, a DC that, that is, just, you know, uses that wrestling and different goals. Because there's everything about DC. DC, once he grabs you, once he grabs you, you're getting taken down. That's just, that's just nothing about it. He has high, high level wrestling and the ability to take you down. Now, what I worry about more than anything is that in between zone. Yeah. How's he gonna get in between and, and, and deal with uh you know Jones's range and even and even his effectiveness of elbows? Like I don't there isn't a fighter in the UFC that uses elbows better than John Jones. There isn't one.
1: Yeah, I do worry you know? about I kinda worry about like it becoming like a Vitor Belfort, Anderson Silva front kick, end of the fight where Jones lands some kind of weird spinning Back knee or something kind of crazy thing, and then the fight's over. I'm just like, oh
0: yeah. I, you know, I, I think that DC is gonna 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 give him a challenge, yo. I really do, man. I I hope he does, man. I, I, love, I love DC. That's my dude, man. So Me too. I hope so. I, I I think it's gonna be entertaining. I can't wait for this week, man. I cannot wait at all.
1: Now let's break down I the rest wait. of the cards. Cerrone versus Miles Jury. Who do you like? Uh, Miles is a tough
0: guy. Has been, you know, secretly, quietly been making uh been been just on a tear. And, um, you know, his, his first real step up in competition going against, you know, Cowboy. But I still I like, uh, I like Cowboy. I think Cowboy is in a good place mentally. And I think that, you know, he's, he's kind of finding himself a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, the year before he went on his tear, he had a hard year. He had a hard year where he struggled with inconsistencies. And he just was still, you know, um, he's facing some demons. But now it seemed like he's made friends with those demons. And now he's just on a tear.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one to pick. I mean, Jury's undefeated, and I think you know nobody wants that first L on their record, right? I mean, you, obviously you know that. So, uh, ah, man, that's a tough one. I, I, I but I agree with you. Uh, Hector Lombard versus Josh Berkman.
0: Uh I got, I got to go with Hector Lombard, man. Hector Lombard. Um, you know, the, the thing, even even though you know Berkman is my guy, and and this is this is for him. It, it, it's a true chance to show, you know. Uh, how far he's come in his hiatus away from being in, from the UFC and and his maturity as a person and as a fighter. You know, Josh is, even on the show, the Ultimate Fighter Two, he's always been one of those great guys who uh who you seen he has so much potential and you seen he had all these different things. He thought he was gonna really make a splash, but then didn't really have everything else that that he needed to, to make it come full circle for him. And uh I think now that he has it, having a family, having his kids, having a new focus, having a new chance of being in the UFC, I think this is a different uh Josh Burkman. But I don't think it's gonna be enough against Hector Lombard. I think that um Hector is just he's gonna be too strong and too aggressive and um it'd be interesting if if Josh can can survive the 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 heavy onslaught in the beginning of the fight from Hector what he's going to do later on in the round because I think that Hector's biggest weakness is just endurance.
1: Yeah, by the way, uh, that kind of, uh, I got to ask you that Abel Trujillo fight, what happened there?
0: Man, I, I you know, um, it, it's, I, I don't know. He just didn't, he didn't, he gassed out hard, of course, as like everybody's seen, but when it comes down to it, he just needed to, uh, to wrestle a little bit more and just, and just grind a little bit more sometimes. But, uh, Sometimes people fall so much in love with, with one thing and they fall in love with the power and he knows he got that one hit to quit and if he hit you, you're gone. So it it, it kind of messes you up in a bit because you know you have that tool and you think that all I need to do is hit him, all I need to do is hit him. Well, you spend a lot of energy trying to hit him. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're missing, you're missing and I'm telling you, a miss punch makes you more tired than the actual lion. So he's missing all these punches and he's getting tired and the guy is just, Moving and moving and moving, and then I actually know he's gonna come in with his game, and uh, that's what happened.
1: Yeah, that was I was surprised. I was surprised that um uh, uh, that he was able, that what's his name was able to take that punch from Abel Trujillo. Actually. Man,
0: I, I, Abel was probably surprised too, because he <laughs> could probably thought in his mind he probably envisioned it, envisioned it in his mind like once I hit, him, he's gone. But he wasn't gone. Yeah,
1: that was that was insane. Now, uh, Brad Tavares, Nate Marquardt.
0: I like uh, you know. I like Mark man. I you know, I it's hard for me to go miss Marcourt. Mark has been my training partner uh for a long time and I haven't trained with him recently, but uh, you know, I, I like this fight for him and I think that he can definitely uh get back, you know, get back to the old name Mark Court and, and show that he's still one of the toughest guys in the division.
1: Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a good fight. I I, I like I like Brad too. I, just, think I mean, Tavares he... is tough though, man. So you
0: know, I'm, I'm I'm picking Nate because Nate is my boy. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's hard, but it's hard to pick against Brad. Brad is Brad. Brad is uh, you know one one of my top guys in the weight class because I like his improvement and involvement. So. Uh, I got, But I still got to go to Nate, though. That's
1: exactly why I, I pick people, too. If, if, they, if they've been on our show, I, I, I pick them to win. All right, and finally, <laughs> uh, so uh, now we we got to talk about – I know you probably – it's a hot-button topic, but CM Punk, uh, what's his name? Cole Miller said he can beat half the UFC on the ground. Uh, he's going to be in your weight wake- oh, – no, actually, well, 185 or 170. How do you see this going? I I cannot see this going well for CM Punk. I, I mean, just because Matthew McConaughey plays an astronaut doesn't mean you can send him to space. I mean, this guy—I I don't see—he has zero sparring. He may be good at jujitsu, but obviously, as you know, is that going to be enough? How do you see this, this whole thing playing out?
0: Well, when you talk about competing in the UFC, you're actually talking about the highest level of mixed martial arts on the planet Earth, um, and he's never competed in mixed martial arts for in his life. So unless he's, like, an anomaly or, like, you know, something absolutely ridiculous, then I don't see it going too well for him, even though I do hope it does, because I actually like – I like CM Punk. I like him a lot. He's a great guy. But I don't – you know, here's the thing that's going to make the biggest difference on on whether he actually does well or not. Of course, the matchup, but also in training practice. Like, like – who is he going to train with, and, and who and how is he going to help develop him so he's able to even compete?
1: Well, he's going to Duke. You know Ruf- uh, Duke Rufus is going to. He's going to Duke Rufus Academy. He's training. Okay, Duke with- Rufus is,
0: is, is an amazing is an amazing coach. He's an amazing coach, and he has some good training partners who, who's not going to go in there to try to like get a rep off him because that was that was part of Kimbo Slice's problem. Kimbo Slice. Honestly, he had a lot of potential. He he kind of started at late. He had a lot of potential, but the problem with him was even when he started to get on a scale to try to do MMA, he was never able to evolve because he was always put in a position or, or yeah, partners that really wanted to take his head off and they, want, they didn't want to help, they didn't want to work with him, and it made him hard for him to go and train with people.
1: Really? Have, have, do you, ever, do you ever train with him, with Kimbo? Um, no, he was on the show, and he was supposed to come on our
0: team, but Daniel was like, "No, I can't beat Rampage." <laughs> he should have though. He should he should have came and got got some learning and stuff like that because that's what i all came about. But he didn't. Uh, he didn't, and and he, and he paid the price. For speaking, it, you know? speaking of what Rampage, do you,
1: I, that... now if you beat uh, Glover, do you want to re- want to rematch Rampage at all or no?
0: Well, I, yeah, I mean, look. I will, I will. I will. fight Rampage. Yeah, for sure. I'll fight Rampage again. Yeah, I, you know. I love to fight Rampage. You know, the White out. the White out there getting away free money. That's that's what that's what that would be right there. You think you think like fighting Rampage be free shop. money?
1: I, I mean, he's been on a tear. He beat Joey Beltran. He beat uh, he he's won his last couple fights since leaving the UFC. He says he's hungry again. You you think I it's free money?
0: I've I've, I've been I've been a, I've been a long time fan of Rampage. I've been a long time fan of Rampage. Uh, I, I I like Rampage. You know what I'm saying? We had a thing, but I still like Rampage. But I tell you what, they matched me up against him. They matched me up. They matched up against him. Guess what? Dana White out there giving away free <laughs> money because I'm a whoop
1: All right, I love it. Uh, I, I <laughs> Rashad, it is such an honor to talk to you, man. I'm I'm a fan for life. Uh. I'm a fan for life. You're a great guy. Uh, are you coming to the MMA Awards uh, this year? No, nah, I never go to that sort of thing, man. I never go to that sort of thing. I let I let you guys enjoy it. Thanks, man. <laughs> now, are you, are you going to the fights this weekend?
0: No, nah, I'm, I'm going to sit down and watch it, man. I got my kids in town from Chicago, so I'm just going to sit and enjoy them.
1: All right, well, next time you're in L.A., let me know, man. My man. All right,
0: I'll talk to you soon, man.
1: Thanks a lot, Rashad. Take care, buddy. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, that was Sugar Rashad Evans, uh, guys. He said a lot. Uh, he's he's uh, he's a legend in the sport. I think he's a, I think he's underrated, to be honest. I think he's not he's not as, as talked about in the mix as he should be because uh, like he's right up there. I mean, he's right up there. He's got to win over it, you know. He's got he's been on, he's been on a hot, a hot streak. He 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 knocks fools out, and uh, I'm a fan for life. So thanks for calling in. Thank you for listening. Uh, this week, I will be at the LA Comedy Club at Bally's in Las Vegas. Tuesday, tonight. Uh, Wednesday, uh, which is probably when it comes out, so forget last night. Uh, Thursday. No, no, Wednesday is New Year's Eve. I'm not there Wednesday night. New Year's Eve, no show. Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday, I'm going to be at the fights. So And then Sunday. If you want to come, uh, hit me up on Twitter at AdamComedian or at MMA Roasted. Or my email, hunterthecomic at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. I I, I could keep it real. Uh, Hit me up and I'll get you free tickets. So I think shows are at 9 o'clock every single night. T-Rex is on the show too. So uh, come see both of us in Las Vegas. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, Take care and have a great week.